0: Mm, yeah, you have now entered the danger zone. East of Saturn, west of Jupiter, south of Mars, and north of hell. Yeah! You're all just a lousy rotten pack, a lousy stinking hyena. Let me tell you something, Emma, when I get that ring with you, I'm going to get you some. The American wrestling fan, huh? You're a disgrace around the world. Who wants to see a wheelchair match? Are you kidding? What a despicable act that was! You want blood poured all over the place because you're a sick, depraved society. You have the right to suffer. You have the right to feel pain. If you wish to have an attorney president, I'll hurt him too. You see, this is the Snickster's third law of wrestling dynamics. When you are the king of the WWF, you rule the world. I don't have the ball. I've got balls the size of grapefruits. And this Sunday, you're going to be picking the seeds out of...
1: The only way you can stay number one is to be number one. pictures
2: of Byron. Just to kind of recap where we were last week, we had a a six—I'm sorry—a five-woman ladder match for the W or the uh, RCW Women's Championship. That was our main event. We had a—you know—it was, it was a really good match. That China won. However, when she pulled down the briefcase that should have had the championship belt inside, it was empty. And then you could see um, Stephanie was walking out of the ring, out of the out of the arena with it around her neck, so she basically stole it uh, for herself. We had um, a tournament for the Intercontinental Championship match, which uh, had you know several matches there. Um. And a inter uh, like a little um, like a, a thing between the Rock and Batista kind of went up against each other, and they'll be facing off at the f- pay per view that's coming up. But we'll get into all these recaps in on the show coming up here. So uh, that's my verbal recap. But you'll get a, another recap once we play my week two show.
3: So okay, so. The, the recap for the Imperial Wrestling Collective is that, uh, I mean, as far as matches go, Yokozuna pinned Tito Santana, Ric Flair pinned Randy Savage, Asuka made Shayna Baszler submit, Finn Balor pinned Johnny Gargano, and The Ultimate Warrior pinned The Honky Tonk Man. And the other big news from the episode was that Gorilla Monsoon declared that the world championship for the Imperial Wrestling Collective would be determined at Spoils of War, the next pay-per-view which will consist of four elimination style matches between two four-man teams whoever survives those matches will go on to one final matchup which will be determined by Gorilla Monsoon on that date and that will be the champion for the Imperium Wrestling Collective, so um, the show went off the air with the Ultimate Warrior staring down Brock Lesnar after he beat the uh, Honky Tonk Man. Brock Lesnar came out to the ring and was just staring down the Ultimate Warrior, and that was how the show went off the air. So that's kind of where we're at right now with the uh, Monday Night Mayhem and the uh, ICW. So um, and also one other. Point, or uh, one other thing to point out is that uh, the uh, Imperial Wrestling Collective was the winner of Week One.
2: There right. it is. I was waiting for that.
3: It should be noted. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so I guess uh, this week we'll 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 start with your your uh, show. Is that how we're doing this? We yeah, that's know?
2: fine. I mean, I, I was when I first listened back to the draft, I kind of thought that you know me giving you the first pick was that you would have to start off every week but at that time we were talking about how we would be recording it and telling the story live which is actually not what we're doing we're kind of got a little production situation going on here so but it's it's uh,
3: probably better like this for both of us right
2: I'm not saying it's not but yeah so like when I but when I gave you the first pick I oh, thought I that it. we were so I should have had the first pick or uh, we could have fought for that a little better but anyway that's fine. I mean, if, I'll
3: go, I'll, if you want to trade somebody, um, I'm totally open.
2: Like, uh, I'll give you Lita for Hulk Hogan.
3: Uh, I'll pass. <laughs>
2: okay. So, uh, anyway, uh, but no, I'm much... good. Um, so yeah, we we there were no transactions this week to report. We haven't done any transactions in a while. So uh, yeah, I think we're ready to go with with week two. Uh, let's see. There is a little production hiccup on mine that I just realized, but we'll <laughs> we'll get through that. Um, hopefully, you know, our judge doesn't notice.
3: Well, we'll see. He's he's very critical. He's, I mean, that's it's kind of what he does. He's a critic.
2: Taco? Yeah, exactly. exactly. So you know, it sucks that our judge does no shit about wrestling. <laughs> so, but he, but he knows the, about he knows about production value, so
1: Yeah, but some kinda, of the,
2: the fucking things are going over his head here, so but that's fine. Okay. Some of the, so
3: so we're ready to go. Uh, Grande yeah. Sombra. Grande Sombra, are you ready to go? See. Okay, so here we go.
2: Welcome everybody to Rebellion Championship Wrestling's episode two from Sacramento, California's Golden One Center. Tonight on commentary, it's Rowdy Roddy Piper with Jerry the King Lawler and backstage interviewer AJ Lee. We begin the night with a recap package and then the commentary team puts over the amazing women's ladder match main event from last week. They state that tonight we will see China address the events of last week face to face with Stephanie McMahon. Also, we will find out three of the six competitors that will compete to win the first ever RCW Heavyweight Championship in three weeks at the inaugural pay-per-view event, Starfest, in a six-man elimination match. Those matches are... CM Punk versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Shawn Michaels vs. Bray Wyatt, and in the main event tonight it'll be Kurt Angle versus Ken Shamrock. Also tonight we'll have one of the two remaining Intercontinental Championship tournament matches, Seth Rollins versus Rick Rude. Our first match of the night is an RCW Heavyweight Championship qualifier match, CM Punk versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Before the match starts, Punk gets on the microphone and complains that he shouldn't have to qualify for anything. He says he's the best in the world and slaps Steamboat. Steamboat is pissed and slaps Punk back. We get started with a couple of arm drags by Steamboat but then CM Punk takes control early. He plays mind games and taunts Steamboat after every move but Steamboat makes the comeback. It's not enough, however, as Punk gets the victory with the go-to-sleep at the 13 minutes and 33 seconds mark. CM Punk is your first man to qualify for the RCW Heavyweight Championship match at StarFest. We're back and we have a Kurt Angle interview backstage with AJ Lee. Kurt Angle has Bruno Sammartino by his side. AJ asks how he's been feeling about his qualifier match later on tonight versus Ken Chamra. Angle says the two of them have never been in the same room together, but he's an Olympic gold medalist and he doesn't fear Ken Shamrock. Shamrock may have thought he was tough, but he's going to wish he was drafted by that other promotion after he's done with them tonight. Oh, it's true, it's damn true. As Angle walks away, the camera catches Lita coming out of a dressing room, carrying her shoes and a jacket. AJ Lee and the camera crew run down the hall to see that it's Edge's dressing room. next we have the Intercontinental Championship Tournament match, Round 2. It's Seth Rollins with Bruno Sammartino on his side and Rick Rude. Commentary reminds the audience about the win by Rude from last week being disputed by Kevin Owens when his leg was on the rope during the three count. The referee for this match is the same referee as last week. This match goes 12 minutes and 48 seconds with Seth getting the win. During the match, Kevin Owens comes down and gets into the ring and power bombs the referee then proceeds to beat up Rick Rude. As the ref comes to, Rollins covers Rude, and the ref counts to 1-2-3. Rollins wins and moves on to the finals at RCW StarFest. they could finish, they're attacked from behind by Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, and Adam Cole, all wearing black and wearing vests. The three men destroy Endzone cast for several minutes, taking them backstage, and at the end of the attack, roll the garage door down onto their stomachs. We have the three man fist bump, and they walk off. It appears that we have a new shield. The match ends in a no contest, and commentary spends the next couple minutes showing replays and discussing how uncomfortable it was to watch that. China's music hits and she makes her way to the ring while commentary again shows the end of the ladder match from the previous week. China is still selling her arm injury from the hands of Ronda Rousey from the week before. She starts by talking about how she and the other four women risked their lives and careers last week to be able to call themselves the first ever RCW Women's Champion. However, all of their efforts were for nothing. She said she was promised a face-to-face meeting tonight with Stephanie, but where is she? She's not here. Stephanie appears on the Jumbotron and begins to laugh. She says that she took what was rightfully hers when she stole Triple H from China, and she took what was rightfully hers last week when she stole the RCW Women's Championship. Stephanie says she deserves to be the women's champion. She assures everyone that she will be a fighting champion, however, and says that she'll give China a shot at the championship at Starfest, but only if China can survive a gauntlet match next week. Stephanie laughs as the Jumbotron turns off, but before China can leave the ring, Triple H slides into the ring from behind the Pedigrees China. next segment, it's another RCW Heavyweight Championship qualifying match. This match between Shawn Michaels and Bray Wyatt. The match shows Shawn with the upper hand early, however, Wyatt takes control for most of the match and looks dominant. This 11 and a half minute match ends after a surprise sweet chin music from a beaten down Shawn to Wyatt. Wyatt falls backwards onto the ropes and bounces off for a second sweet chin music in the 1-2-3 pitch. Commentary then recaps last week's showdown between The Rock and Batista and reminds the viewers that the two will go head to head at RCW Starfest. It's main event time, but first, the commentary team mentions the final three qualifier matches that will occur next week to qualify for the six man elimination match at Starfest. Those three matches will be Bret Hart versus Jeff Hardy, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Daniel Bryan. And John Cena versus Samoa Jones. As our main event gets underway, the commentary team puts over amateur wrestling versus ultimate fighting background between the two competitors. In addition, they comment on the Pittsburgh connection between Angle and San Martino, while noting that Angle has always been on his own, but never part of a group or a team, with the exception of Team Angle, which he was the leader of. The match lasts two segments and started off with several minutes of back and forth mat wrestling. Seth Rollins and Ricochet join Bruno at ringside halfway through the match, which causes Schermacher to get upset and lose his composure. Both men attempt their mutual finishing moves on each other at the ankle lock several times, but Angle was able to get the win at 18 minutes and 4 seconds after an Angle slam and an Angle's version of the lock, the Angle lock. All four men celebrate in the ring with Angle's music playing as the show goes off the air. Tune in next.
3: So, Angle won that by
2: submission, right? Yeah. So, uh, first off, I stopped using the ring bell. I, like halfway through, I gotta—I wrote that down in my notes. I gotta make sure I'm using that shit all the way through. Oh, I bless mean, you, Nick. I heard you through the fucking house, but not on your <laughs> mic. I—I I mean,
3: my 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 only uh, advice for you is talk over the theme music.
2: So, yeah, um, that's something that I'm trying to still figure out how to do. (laughs) So, like, on Audacity or whatever, uh, like, I was finally figuring out how to, like, add noise, like, crowd noises and and shit like that. So it's something that was great.
3: Like, I think it it sounded good, but, like, it was was much better than the last
1: one, Kenny.
2: Yeah, I, I just, so I, I just I wasn't I'm not happy with my with my matches like my matches are too fast or whatever Like I'm like your description of your matches last week were better like my I already know my pay-per-view matches are fucking top-notch, but my weekly Matches my show is what that 10 minutes something. So like it kind of went a little fast Yeah, I know, I yours think, are probably like 20 minutes long.
3: I, I think mine's over 20 minutes this week <laughs> Jesus
2: Christ Oh shit. Um, but yeah, so there's some stuff I wanna add and, and change or whatever. Like honestly I kinda I didn't have a lot of time. Like I wrote all this shit like three or four weeks ago and then you know, I had an hour where nobody was here like six or seven days ago where I was able to kind of record the matches and then I today I finally got a chance to work on the background noises and stuff like that.
3: Yeah, no, I like
2: the hardest part is
3: recording the the actual narration because like if i'm doing that while my wife is in the house she's gonna think i'm fucking insane like she's gonna come <laughs> hey, in like what exactly the fuck are you doing
2: so like i yeah. got a billion people fucking wandering around here all the time who yeah, never we, seen and, the fuck and and fucking
3: leave and that's just it you've got more people in your house like i just Nobody's... got my wife and, <laughs> like i gotta find a time when she's not around because um and and like maybe not so much of this this week but on week 3 i'm doing like fucking promos and and i'm doing promo like imp- impersonations at this point like so so i've got like i've got like ultimate warrior promos going on where i'm screaming into the microphone
2: what was your little fucking middle finger for my fucking after these messages because what was that i was about?
3: think i was thinking like oh shit i got to uh, like i was going to do that and then yeah. And, and, you know, I you got all it. of them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, all you did them. it. So I'm, I'm like,
3: have... okay, well, I guess I can't do that. Like, fuck her. Yeah.
2: Oh my God, I got all of those fucking recorded. <laughs> There's a lot of them, too.
3: So, yeah. Like, I meanwhile, I'm like going through, like, trying to find every Vince McMahon saying, like, we'll be right back kind of deal. <laughs>
2: and I just like the little cowboy. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. So, so yeah. Um, once again, this was all written weeks ago, and then I kind of just fell apart on that. So we'll see how I like. I've already written three and four plus the pay per view. So like, I, I'm gonna have to jump back in there and kind of.
3: I, I still haven't written my pay per view. I've written weeks three and four. I've I've actually recorded narration for the episode three. Like episode four, I've got to record yet. Um, episode three, like I've I've like segment one is kind of ready to go, but. Two, two through eight. I still need to. Re- I still need to edit
2: the pay-per-view. Nick's gonna have to fucking pay attention because I got a long, I got long matches. You're gonna have to keep up. I know you don't know the names of the moves and shit, but you're gonna have to fucking keep up on that shit.
3: Okay, so here we go. Here is week two of Monday Night Mayhem. The Imperial Wrestling Collective over one week, the recognized symbol of excellence in imaginary sports
2: entertainment. Thank you.
3: Last week, after the main event, Brock Lesnar confronted the Ultimate Warrior in the middle of the ring. This week, Brock Lesnar is in the building, and the Ultimate Warrior is set to square off with Ted DiBiase. What could happen? if these two cross paths again. A.G. Styles and the club laid a beatdown on both Mankind and Johnny Gargano. Tonight, President Gorilla Monsoon will confront the club about their actions last week and make a decision on if there will be consequences. Stop the press. Last week, we saw Hulkamania and Macho Madness come together to form the Mega Powers. Meanwhile, Bobby Heenan and his Heenan family are out to put an end to the Mega Powers for good. Episode two of the award winning Monday Night Mayhem. The show opens with Vince McMahon and Bobby Heenan on commentary, and in the ring is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and Virgil. Virgil is holding a briefcase. DiBiase tells the world that he is assembling his team for spoils of war. Last week, he already secured the services of one mystery man, but now he's out here looking for two more men to round out his team. He's looking for people that are more interested in money than in glory. At that time, Cactus Jack's music hits. He walks down and gets into the ring. He tells Ted that he just may be the mercenary that Ted is looking for. Tells him that he's willing to put his body on the line to protect Mr. DiBiase. Not because he wants the money, but because he enjoys the pain to both himself as well as inflicting it on others. DiBiase tells him to hit the road He's not looking for a deranged, uncontrollable lunatic. And Jack turns around and starts to leave the ring with his head hung low. And DiBiase continues insulting him to the point where Jack eventually stops, turns around, and lunges at Ted DiBiase. But Virgil, the bodyguard, jumps into Cactus Jack's path and begins to take a beating from Jack. DiBiase jumps out of the ring, leaving Virgil in the ring to continue to take a beating from Cactus Jack. When, all of a sudden,
0: well, it's, some big it's, some big,
3: big it's the show. Big Show. And here comes the Big Show, running down the ramp. He steps over the top rope. He grabs Cactus by the hair and pulls him off of Virgil and then hits him with a KO punch. Ted DiBiase, who's on the outside, climbs back into the ring, this time with a steel chair in hand and begins to direct the Big Show's assault on Cactus Jack. Big Show holds him down while Ted DiBiase gives him a chair shot. Ted DiBiase tells Virgil, who is slowly getting back to his feet at this point, to go outside the ring and get a table from under the ring. Virgil does just as ordered. He goes outside the ring, grabs a table, slides it into the ring, and DiBiase sets it up. At that point, Big Show picks up Cactus Jack with a big choke slam and slams him down through the table.
0: What humiliation!
3: At that point, Ted DiBiase offers the Big Show the briefcase. He tells him that this is half, and Big Show will receive the other half only after Ted DiBiase is crowned champion at Spoils of War. Big Show accepts the briefcase, and Ted DiBiase laughs, as only Ted DiBiase can do.
1: Everybody's got a price for the million-dollar man.
0: (laughs) We'll be right back.
3: And we're back for the second segment of Monday Night Mayhem. We see in the ring Tito Santana and the British Bulldog will be teaming up to take on the Good Brothers, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson with AJ Styles and Finn Balor accompanying them to the ring. Santana starts the match versus Carl Anderson. Anderson begins to work over Santana and whips him into the corner where Gallows is standing. They tag and Gallows comes in and they begin to double team Tito Santana until the ref steps in and makes Anderson get out of the ring. Styles jumps up on the apron distracting the referee while Gallows and Anderson again start double teaming Santana. Bulldog, who is on the other side, steps into the ring, but the ref sees him and quickly intercepts him while Anderson and Gallows continue to double team behind the referee's back. Bulldog is pointing to the double teaming, but the ref continues to keep directing the Bulldog out of the ring. He finally gets out, but by this time, the damage is done and Anderson is back on the apron. Santana keeps trying to get over to his corner, but Gallows keeps preventing him. A tag to Anderson and they hit the magic killer on Santana. Gallows pins Santana. The British Bulldog tries to jump in to make the save, but Finn Balor runs over and reaches under the ropes and trips him up just as the ref
0: counts to three. Not this way, now.
3: Here are your winners, the good brothers, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. The British Bulldog is heated. He is now confronting the referee regarding the interference when Balor jumps in the ring and nails him from behind. The rest of the club joins Finn Balor in the attack, and then just then, it's Johnny Gargano. And he comes running to the ring to help Tito Santana and the British Bulldog. At that point, the club scatters, and they leave Bulldog and Santana lying in the ring we come back from the break and we're ready for a qualifying match for the women's title the winner of this match will join Asuka in what will be a triple threat match at spoils of war the winner of that match will be crowned the inaugural women's champion of the imperial wrestling collective here comes becky lynch becky making her way to the ring full of energy
0: and she's ready to go
3: And here comes Sasha Banks. Yeah, that's right, here comes the boss making her way to the ring. And the match starts. Sasha Banks is in control. She whips Becky Lynch into the corner and Becky goes down in the corner. Sasha runs at her from the middle of the ring and hits her in the corner with the double knee drop. She picks up Becky by the hair and tries to whip her to the opposite corner, but Becky reverses and follows up with a running clothesline in the corner. Becky now in control, hits Sasha with a springboard sidekick, and Sasha goes down. Becky climbs to the top rope and attempts to hit a diving leg drop, but Sasha rolls out of the way. She quickly rushes over to Becky and locks in the bank statement. She's got it locked in, and Becky is in agony, but she's holding on. She's got her hand ready to tap, but she doesn't. Instead, she begins inching closer to the ropes, slowly three feet away. Sasha wrenches back and puts more pressure on. Becky pulls in closer to the ropes. She's now two feet away. She keeps crawling, one foot away. The pain looks excruciating. Now she's just inches away, and Sasha releases for a moment and pulls her back to the center of the ring. Locks it back in, and now she's applying more pressure. Becky looks like she's gonna tap, but she manages to get a hand up, and she starts to break the hold. The crowd is going crazy. What a matchup! You said it right, McMahon! Becky breaks the hold and is back to her feet. Clearly favoring her back at this point. Both women now on their feet. Becky goes for a kick, but Sasha catches her foot. But Becky counters that with an insiguri. Sasha goes down, cover. One, two, oh, a kick out. This
0: match was almost over.
3: And Becky is back up and climbs the ropes. Hits a diving leg drop and then locks in the disarmor. Sasha tries to reach the ropes, but can't quite reach. She tries valiantly to inch her way over, but ultimately she cannot and the pain is too much, and Sasha Banks taps out. Becky Lynch joins Asuka in the women's title triple threat match in three weeks at Spoils of War. We go to commercial. We come back from commercial, and the Junkyard Dog is in the ring waiting for his opponent The Undertaker. JYD is waiting patiently in the ring. However, nothing is going on. He's looking around. Nothing. All of a sudden, the lights go out. Come back up, the Undertaker is in the ring, standing behind the Junkyard Dog. Dog turns around and is met with an Undertaker choke slam. followed up by the Undertaker picking him up and hitting him with a Tombstone Piledriver. The Undertaker rolls out of the ring, reaches under the ropes and grabs the JYD's arm and pulls him out under the ropes by one arm. He then begins slowly dragging the Junkyard Dog up the ramp, when he's about halfway up the ramp,
0: American Dream. He's just a
3: common man. Here comes Dusty Rhodes. The Dream running out, steel chair in hand for the save. Chair shot to Taker's head. He's still standing. And another chair shot to the head. He's still standing. Another chair shot to the head, and Taker goes down to one knee, a fourth and final chair shot, and Taker is down. Dusty Rhodes helps the junkyard dog back to his feet and helps him backstage. Vince McMahon, who is now alone at the commentary desk, directs your attention to the backstage area where Mean Gene Okerlund is standing by with Bobby the Brain Heenan. Standing by right now, Mean Gene Okerlund. tells mean gene that he wants to let all the humanoids know that the inaugural world champion will be a member of the bobby heenan family he says maybe it will be rick flair or the miz maybe it will be dash wilder or scott dawson at that time all four of those men walk into the shot and rick flair begins telling gene that the four of them will enter spoils of war together as a family and no matter which one of them is victorious the title will be leaving around the waist of a Heenan family member. He says they have a plan A going into Spoils of War, and if that doesn't pan out, then they will also have a plan B, C, and D. Any way you slice it, the Heenan family will be on top of the world. Miz adds that everything will be awesome, and Dawson and Wilder add that they are the greatest tag team in the world, but in three weeks, they have their eyes set on the grandest prize of them all, And they will be there to make sure that the Heenan family will walk out with the gold. When the dust settles, the Heenan family will control the gold. And by extension, they will rule the collective. We go to a commercial break. When we come back, there is a video package playing, recapping all of the assaults that have occurred at the hands of the club over the past two weeks. When the video package ends, we go to the ring and President Gorilla Monsoon. Rilla Monsoon says, Last week, I announced that we would determine the inaugural collective champion at Spoils of War, and I told all of the talent to assemble their teams, and so we've seen several superstars begin putting their teams together, such as Ted DiBiase's Corporation and the Mega Powers. I've also had two official team entries come across my desk to include the teams of the Heenan family with Ric Flair, the Miz, and the Revival, as well as the club, Consisting of AJ Styles, Finn Balor, Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows. And that brings me to my next point the despicable behavior of the club, specifically their leader, AJ Styles. Here comes the club down to the ring to confront Gorilla Monsoon. Gorilla Monsoon tells AJ that there have been a number of assaults perpetrated by the club to include Tito Santana, Johnny Gargano, Mankind, as well as the British Bulldog. As president of the Imperial Wrestling Collective, I will not stand for these needless cowardly and despicable acts. I'm
0: very concerned about your
3: attitude and
0: what you're doing right now.
3: As a result of your behavior tonight, AJ, in the main event, you will take on Johnny Gargano. And AJ, if you lose this match, you will be eliminated from Spoils of War and your team will start the match with just three members. Furthermore, if there is any interference by any member of the club, your entire team will will be barred from participating at Spoils of War. AJ Styles is clearly not happy, and he lunges at Gorilla, but the club grabs him and holds him back as Gorilla drops the microphone and steps out of the ring. We'll be right back. When we come back, we've got the revival with Bobby Heenan in the ring, awaiting the arrival of their opponents, Razor Ramon and Diesel. The match is an evenly fought contest, back and forth between all four wrestlers. But eventually, with Diesel in the ring, he's able to take control. He hits Wilder with the jackknife and goes for the pin, but Dawson comes in and makes the save. Diesel tags in Razor, who comes in and nails Dawson with the Razor's edge. At that point, Bobby Heenan jumps up on the apron, and Razor is distracted. He goes over to Bobby and grabs him by his shirt and pulls him into the ring over the top rope. He's about to punch him when Ric Flair, Mr. Perfect, and The Miz hit the ring. Dawson and Wilder are back on their feet, and all five men start to close in on Razor and Diesel. At that point. there come the Mega Powers. Hogan and Savage running out for the save. Hogan grabs Flair. A big right hand by Hogan to Flair, and another, and one more for good measure, and Flair stumbles around the ring for a moment, and then does his classic face-first bump to the mat. The rest of the Heenan family scatters, and at this point, with the ring clear, Hogan must poke. Hogan, Savage, Diesel and Razor all in the ring posing. It looks like we have an official four man team. Hogan, Savage, Diesel, and Razor going to Spoils of War together. We go to a break, and when we come back, it's Ted DiBiase in the ring. He's there with Virgil and the Big Show, his newest acquisition. And here he comes, his opponent.
0: The ultimate Warrior!
3: The match starts and they lock up in the center of the ring. DiBiase locks in a side headlock and takes the Warrior to the mat with a side headlock takedown, continues with the hold, continuing to apply more pressure. He has the hold locked in for a few minutes and the Warrior appears to be fading. The face paint on his face is beginning to peel. You can see the sweat and the pain. And then the Warrior throws his right arm in the air and begins to pump his fist. He breaks the hold, the Warrior is fired up and he begins to run the ropes. He hits Ted with a clothesline and keeps running. Tibiassi back up and another clothesline knocks him down. Warrior still running when Virgil reaches under the ropes and trips him up. Warrior gets back to his feet and goes over to the ropes where Virgil is standing. He leans over the ropes and takes a swat at Virgil but he doesn't connect. Meanwhile, DiBiase is speaking with the referee, and while the referee's back is turned, the Big Show comes in from the side while Warrior is distracted by Virgil and hits the Warrior with a KO punch. Wait a minute. Come on. Turn it around now. Turn it around. DiBiase goes for the pin.
0: Not this right
3: now. One, two, go. He kicks out. Warrior fires up again. He starts running the ropes again, but Big Show reaches up with his giant hand and grabs a fistful of the Warriors hair Big Show climbs up on the apron still holding Warriors hair with one hand and lands a big chop to the Warriors chest the referee turns around and calls for the bell Warriors gonna get the win by DQ but at this time Big Show steps over the top rope and standing behind the Warrior he locks both giant hands around the Warriors throat and begins to choke him out warrior goes down to his knees his face red he's on the verge of passing out when brock lesnar's music hits the big show releases the warrior and he backs off then there's a stare down in the ring between the big show and brock lesnar but lesnar turns his attention to the ultimate warrior he picks him up and hits him with an f5 at that point (laughs) laughing again tells him to do it again and Brock hits him with another F5 as Brock begins to pick up the warrior again to inflict more damage or uh, right, here come the road warriors for the save they jump in and free the warrior but they are still overmatched and show Lesnar Virgil and DiBiase quickly regain control Here comes Tommaso Champa. What's he gonna do? He runs down and begins helping the Road Warriors and the Ultimate Warrior. Now, with the odds even, the corporation quickly leaves the ring and starts to head back to the locker room. The Road Warriors, Champa, and the Ultimate Warrior remain in the ring, and they are just staring down each other as we go to a commercial break. We come back from break, and there's a video package playing. That video package is reminding us that earlier in the evening, President Monsoon declared that AJ Styles must meet Johnny Gargano in a matchup in the main event. And if AJ Styles did not win the match, he would be eliminated from his Spoils of War team. As well as any interference by the club would result in the entire team being removed from Spoils of War. Yep, 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 yep. We come back. And AJ Styles is coming to the ring. He is accompanied by the club, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, and Finn
0: Balor.
3: He gets in the ring, and he's he's clearly telling the club not to interfere in the match, that he's got it. And then Johnny Gargano's music hits. Johnny Gargano steps out onto the stage. He turns around, and here comes Tito Santana and the British Bulldog to accompany Johnny Gargano to the ring. So we've got chaos in the main event. It's AJ Styles with the club at ringside against Johnny Gargano and Tito Santana and the British Bulldog at ringside. Again, we see AJ telling the club, don't interfere in the match. I've got this, and AJ, Now ready to go, steps back into the ring. AJ, ready to go, turns his attention to Johnny Gargano. As the match gets underway, Gargano has control and he tosses AJ out of the ring in front of the club. They back off from him, hands in the air, clearly not wanting to be involved. Gargano goes out after him and he's clearly trying to goad the club, but they're still backing off, hands raised, not taking the bait. Gargano throws AJ back into the ring But AJ rolls out of the ring on the other side, right in front of Tito Santana and the British Bulldog. He quickly backs away from them and gets back in the ring. The match continues with both men getting in their moves. When AJ hits the phenomenal forearm,
0: tremendous maneuver,
3: tries for a cover, but Gargano kicks out.
0: This match was almost over. AJ
3: picks up Johnny Gargano and positions him for the Styles clash. Gargano counters and rolls up AJ. A.J. kicks out and tries for the Styles Clash again. This time he nails it. Another pin attempt. A quick cover
0: almost a count of three.
3: And another kick out. Frustration clearly starting to kick in for A.J. Styles. This is a must win matchup. And he hits another Styles Clash. And then he locks in the calf crusher. Gargano is near the rope, but he can't quite reach them. So Bulldog from outside of the ring grabs Johnny Gargano's arm and pulls him toward the ropes. Gargano grabs the ropes. And the ref makes aj break the hold on the outside finn Balor is getting on the referee's case he's protesting about the bulldogs interference but the referee is not interested in hearing his complaints and he ejects the club from ringside tells him to go back to the locker room disenrages aj styles and he grabs the referee by his shirt front and is about to hit him and then he realizes he can't lose the match so he quickly releases the official then helps him fix his shirt and pats him on the back for good measure gargano comes from behind with a roll up but aj kicks out what a matchup aj he hits another phenomenal forearm followed by yet another styles clash and he covers johnny gargano one two three aj styles survives the night he is still going to spoils of war with the club with that It's the end of episode two of Monday Night Mayhem.
2: So there you go. Wow. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I'll I'll concede that one. (laughs)
0: Like,
3: I I honestly, I got to admit, like, I wasn't super happy when I wrote it, like, Yeah, this is kind of just kind of getting me to where I need to go, but it's not the greatest. But like listening back to it, it's fucking awesome.
2: (laughs) So my only thing, like, like the thing with the big show and the Warrior and Lesnar and the Road Warriors, and like I was like fucking kind of getting confusing on that one. But that was just that one. I mean, I I think I liked everything else. I do feel like like you got to have more than eight segments going on here, like you. Are you counting segments here? Yeah, I mean, every time it says, we're going to break. OK. Like,
3: seriously, count them. <laughs> count them up. Like, um, you can listen, but no, listen yeah, back I, and count them I up. Like what like,
2: you're, I like what you're doing. You know, I mean, I got notes on my on what I need to do here. Um, but yeah, I like where you're going. I think you're doing a good job. But it's not my opinion. It's up to Nick.
1: Um, shit. Uh Kenny, I I almost just want to give it to you because you put in such good effort, but goddamn, Ryan. Like it was so complex. There was so much shit going on in your thing that like it was like a full oh my god.
2: I feel like you need to be taking notes and then like also googling who the fuck these people are during But I mean, I like I've got I've got so much like okay, I have four episodes to fill like
3: Eight teams of four people <laughs> Like I've got to get there <laughs> like,
2: Yeah
1: I mean I so, tried to take it with notes one time It was like almost impossible Because I didn't know what the what was going on But I mean God um, Can I give it to both you guys No let's
2: <laughs> give it to Brian <laughs> <laughs> Brian it's obvious
1: <laughs>
2: Like what's going just,
1: on here uh, Sorry Kenny
2: <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to worry about me. Like I'm good. Like it, I will, it
1: was just like you I did such a good job, eventually. and then Brian's just like, "I'm gonna throw the hammer down and fucking murder you." I'm like, All right.
3: Well, look, I, I I took the advice from last night. Like like listening back, like I listened back to my episode one, and yeah my my Mega Powers interview, it like like I love it. I still love it. Like, but it it was kind of two or three minutes of extra that like i could have condensed down and done the same thing
1: yeah. the only thing that's the only thing that's killing yours is Brian, is you're so in depth with your 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 episodes it's like and matches maybe to, yeah your matches just maybe toned down a little bit on like but i'm working up to
2: like better matches like like my the pay per view is going to be a straight spend, like, match for fucking like, but i'm um, like even like my matches, like, if, honestly, if, like, they're,
3: if they're real matches, they're basically squash matches. Like, like there's yeah. no, like, it's not, like, a 20-minute match. It's, like, basically, like, a,
2: I, like, I don't know. I'm taking, like, a 20-minute match and, like, condensing it down to, like, two minutes. And Like, I'm writing in mind that, oh, this match went 18 minutes or whatever, but I spoke for, like, 25 seconds. I'm try I'm trying to
3: like there's I mean if you've noticed there's some matches where I'm like uh yeah, like this, this team like was in control most of the match but then but then like this happened. Whereas yeah. like whereas like other matches like I like I was like listening back to my women's my women's match and I'm like, Wow, this is this sounds great. Your women's
2: match was the best match of the card. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I know. Like it sounded great. Like, oh, she's three feet away from the ropes. She's two feet away. Like, like listening back, it sounded
2: fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah that was the best match. But like, I feel like my whole pay per view is full of matches like that. So, but yeah, I just gotta get there. Mine's getting there. I
3: haven't, I haven't written my pay per view yet. So, like honestly, like I had a good idea, like for my pay per view, like from the beginning. But I, at this point, like things have changed and like I don't even I, as of week four I don't even know who my champion is going to be yet cool yeah that's good like I feel, yeah. I feel like I feel like the way things are going for me I'm, I'm kind of like things are changing on the fly like I, I'm I'm writing it week by week like I kind of know where I want to go but like things are changing things are changing like quickly <laughs> like i cuz i don't know i don't know how like how to explain it but i'm like as i'm writing it i'm like like i will I'll, I'll take a week like i'll 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 write a week so i'll finish week 1 and then i'll start writing week 2 and as i start it i like i'll i'll, I'll take the segments the eight segments and i'll i'll outline it like okay this is what's going to happen in this segment this is what's going to happen in this segment this is what's going to happen in this segment and then and then i'll once i have all of that done then i'll go back and start like like detailing it and that, and then as the detail fills in i'm like oh wait maybe maybe this could happen and maybe nah. this could happen and and like my, my like just just since like i like i i mentioned like i had i had written out like like i knew who my teams were going to be when when we drafted and granted, you you drafted like a couple of those people, um, so that changed stuff. So I mean, like, I mean, I'll say it right now: Tommaso Champa was not going to be on the team of the the LOD and the Ultimate Warrior. I just, I, I, I at this point, it's like I, I don't know. I don't know who who else is going to be there, but I might as well. I need to use him, so I'll throw him in there. So, so like. You know, things are happening kind of organically, and that's kind of where I'm
2: cool, good, yeah, man. I mean, I wrote all my shit when I had a little more time, and then I just don't have time to now that I see what this is a little bit better. I haven't had a lot of time to go back and change, but I think I can, you know, I can come up with something. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, your
3: your episode was definitely better this time. Like, it was better than than last week or than than the first week. Like, I I mean, there was there were. I mean, listening back to mine, I think there were a couple times where I could have talked more over the theme music than I did. Yeah, but um, like, I don't. I'm still trying to learn how
2: to do all that stuff. I don't. I don't think you talked over your theme music at all. Like, no. Yeah, I didn't because I had like, like I recorded each match separately and then put them all together. And then put the crowd noise in and put the music in separate. Like your, after your that, crowd, but
3: your crowd noise sounded good. Like it was, it was at yeah. a good level, and like it wasn't drowning you out.
2: Like I, yeah, I tried to increase it at some points and decrease it at some points. Like on my commercials, I took it away and and stuff like that. But yeah, All right, commercial it was, much,
1: it was much much better this time, Kevin.
2: Yeah, no, it definitely was. But yeah, I, I got a, I, I kind of like I. I actually have like I have a theme for the next pay per view and all that stuff already. Actually it was kind of very um rebels y like the episode that we just watched the rebels with Callus and fucking um Jeb or whatever. It's <laughs> kind of like enemies have to team up situation going on for next month. Like I already got next month planned. So
3: yeah, you know. I I, I kind of have next month's plan, but I don't know if I want it to be next month or if I want it to be the month after. But if well, that's I am just saying,
2: like I don't know how how long we're gonna do this. So I kind of want to get my shit in or whatever. <laughs> like, oh, you know? I, I'm I'm good
3: to go with this for a while. Like I've got I've got stories lined up.
2: Yeah, I, mean, like, I do. Like I said, I just don't know how how long. We're, I like I want to so kind of get my good stuff in. Are you are now. you betting?
3: Are you betting on me giving up or are you betting on you giving up?
2: I'm not gonna give up. I know, but I know how you are. Like, you know, sometimes we
3: we've lose been interest. doing
2: sixty episodes of the Star Wars podcast at this point, point. and we've done three of our wrestling podcasts in fucking like six years. So, or was it yeah, two thousand and sixteen? Well, I mean, so like four years. Yeah. So uh,
3: I'm not about to give up because like I'm I'm loving the getting my creative juices flowing and spouting nonsense. <laughs> cool okay so so nick let me yes, hear it sir. again let me hear it again who who's the uh the winner of week two? Was um, it the, i think it was kenny was it the imperial wrestling collective or the rebellion championship wrestling
1: well i mean i can hear the uh sarcasm in your voice so i'm gonna go with kenny
3: No,
2: (laughs) no, no, I. There was
3: no sarcasm. No, yeah, it was was more like I was trying to remember what his name was because I got yeah, yeah, no, I've been beat. Like you don't have
2: to, you don't have to be nice. (laughs) But no, I, I seriously was trying to remember
3: his his name because last episode he called it by the wrong thing, several
2: times. I did. Yeah, you did. Who did? I did. You did. I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think you were calling I was it. Originally what, gonna you were calling color. it like the FCW or something. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember now. Yeah, or the RCW. I, I don't remember. It was like, it, like the. F- yeah, it's RCW, but yeah, I was like, I was gonna do like the f- like Force Championship Wrestling or something. Yeah, there was some like you were calling it by the wrong name last, time, so that's what's confusing about it.
3: Like that was yeah, it's
2: it's 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 a rebellion. Yeah, it's FCW. But yeah, like yeah. it was the FDW because I was originally going to be FCW. But then I remember like there was an FCW that was kind of prominent there for a while. So well, there's there's definitely an
3: IWC as well. The Internet Wrestling Community. Oh yes. <laughs> the worst fucking people. The worst people in the world. So
2: I'm like trying to I'm trying to take it back. <laughs>
1: He's taking it back. I'm taking it back. Gonna make it all back.
2: Make the yeah. IWC great again.
3: Yes, it's the Imperial Wrestling Collective, or just the Collective. So the Collective wins week two.
2: So we'll two come weeks back. in
3: a row. So I could have a podcast starting next week called "Just Two Weeks." <laughs>
1: like Eric Bischoff.
3: Two weeks. Two weeks. All right so good time good time by everybody
2: yeah good stuff tune in next time for week three which will be coming up in a couple weeks hopefully and I'll hope to have a victory at that point we'll see but I'm not gonna give anything I'm not gonna you know like if I'm fine with with I'm not fine with losing but like if, if I get beat I get beat and It is what it is like I got beat by good stuff so I'm not upset. Yeah I mean I'm fine with it too like if you come out with so, like I, I'm I, and I'm all good to help
3: you out with like like my biggest my biggest thing for you was like yeah I think your theme music is dead space like I you need you need
2: commentary over the theme music like
3: yeah like, like your story
2: is good yeah okay, okay. Now I know how to do it, so or I'll, I'll have to figure out how to do it. But yeah, yeah I didn't have any time. I, I did all that stuff today, so <laughs> like <laughs> I, I get it. I, I like I don't normally have the amount of time that I had to
3: do this stuff. So cool. So
2: yeah. All right. So thank you very much for for tuning in. Hopefully we keep your attention to the next week. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see you then. Thank, thank you, you very cool. much. Thank bye you, bye. Grande, Grande Sombra. Taco. Taco. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Okay. Goodbye. I good day. It. I gotta pee. <laughs> oh, did I say that over your good day? Good day. There you go. Now I
0: gotta pee.